Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from two places. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 through 6. The second reading is Colossians 1 19 through 20. Now this week we're talking about being thankful for the gospel. So all of our podcasts are about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're going to look at some of the components of the gospel, and and my hope and prayer is after this week, after these podcasts, that you will have a good understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If someone were to come up and ask you, okay, what is the gospel, you would be able to give them a clear and concise answer as to what it is and why it's good news. Now, let's first of all talk about Isaiah. Isaiah is a wonderful book. It's a big book. And it really falls into two parts. Isaiah chapter 1 through chapter 39, a foretell of of a dark future for Israel and Judah. They're going to be destroyed. Uh, There's going to be this time when Jerusalem will be destroyed. And we know about 100 years after Isaiah, the Babylonians in 586 will come in and destroy Jerusalem and take some people captive back to Babylon. But also in chapter 40 of Isaiah, there's a transition. There's good news. Literally, it talks about the gospel, the good news, that that God is going to do a wonderful work, that they are going to return home. And Isaiah introduces us to a character, a servant. And this servant is going to be obedient to God. He's going to do what Israel could never do. But this servant is going to die for his people. This servant is going to take on the sin and the punishment that God's people deserves for their their sin in particular. We also find out later in this section of Isaiah that this servant will be alive again. So there's this idea of resurrection. Earlier in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 7 and chapter 11, Isaiah introduces introduces us to the concept of a king, this kingly figure. So in Isaiah, we have a servant who is going to suffer. We also have this kingly figure that's going to be God's ruler over his people. And we know that in Jesus Christ, these are collapsed into one person. Jesus is both king and suffering servant. But I want to turn now to Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6. And we're going to get a very important component of the gospel as this foretells what Jesus will do for us. This is the English Standard Version. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So in some sense, this servant who is obedient to God, he will be stricken. He will be afflicted. And here's some really important statements. He is pierced for our transgressions. This piercing and this beating that he's going to take is going to be for a purpose. We find out that he's crushed because of our sins. And because of his chastisement, we will have peace with God. We'll have shalom, reconciliation with God. Through his wounds, we are healed. We, like dumb sheep, have have gone astray, but he's going to lead us back to God. God will lay upon our sin, or he will lay our sin upon this servant. Now we know in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it tells us of Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we may become the righteousness of God. 
Jesus took on the chastisement for our sin. He was crushed because of our personal sin so that we can be blameless and we can be saved and we can be justified. That is good news. That is a central component to the gospel, that Jesus is our atoning sacrifice for sin. Our sins were put up on Jesus. He was perfect and blameless, but he took our place so that we can receive his righteousness. There's this great exchange taking place. You know, we get the righteousness of Jesus and he takes on our sin on the cross. It doesn't mean that Jesus became sinful, but our sin was put upon him and he was our substitute. Now, as we turn to another passage, Colossians 1, 19 through 20, we get another component of the gospel. This is a really important component of the gospel. Now, remember the book of Colossians is written to a group of Christians under extreme pressure. They're getting pressure from the Jewish people in their town. Uh, these Gentiles who have converted to Christianity and also Jews that have converted to Christianity, they're being persecuted by the Jews living there in Colossae. But there's also a group of false teachers called the Gnostics who are twisting the gospel and changing it. And so we get this majestic picture of Jesus in Colossians chapter 1, starting around verse 15, this this picture of that by him, through him, and, and for him all things have been created. And he's holding all these things together by the power of his might. So you have this uh, unbelievably cosmic picture of Jesus and where he stands in this concept of creation, that everything was created through him. Then we find out some things about Jesus. So Colossians 1, 19 through 20, this is the English Standard Version. See if you can pick up some more components to the good news. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Notice a new concept here that we've not talked about. In verse 19, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in Jesus. We'll see later in Colossians 2, 9 that uh, the fullness of God dwelt in bodily form, that you've got God becoming flesh. John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So there's this concept here that Jesus is God with us. He is Emmanuel. He is God in flesh. Now, this confuses people. This is called the incarnation. This is the doctrine of God becoming flesh. It is not that Jesus was 50% God and 50% man. He was 100% God and 100% man. So he had two natures, but Jesus is one person. We're not talking about two Jesuses. Some people get confused. There's the human Jesus and the God Jesus. No, there is one person. There's one person, the Son, but he has two natures, uh, both humanity and and deity. So he is 100% God, 100% man, but he is one person. Jesus doesn't have a split personality. So this is explosive when you think about it. Now that adds a piece to the puzzle as we think of the gospel. Who hung on the cross? It was God in flesh. And that changes everything when you think about the substitution of Jesus for us. Jesus willfully did this. Jesus was not some poor sap sucker that God picked out and said, you know what, I'm going to put all the sins of people upon you. I'm going to punish you for all these uh, horrible things people have done. No, Jesus willfully did this because of his love for us. I want you to contemplate that. Think about this today. The gospel means Jesus is my substitute. He takes my place. 
but also the gospel is amazing because God became flesh. And so hanging on the cross in pain is the incarnate son of God. Well, that, that's just unbelievable when you think about it. And that's good news. Because to reconcile God and man, you need someone that is both God and man. And so with Jesus, as the early church called him, he's the God-man, Jesus Christ. So today, I hope this uh, picture is filling out for you about the gospel and the good news we have in Christ. I want to take you back to our reading as we always do. I'm going to read both passages as we close out our podcast. Isaiah 53, 4-6. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And now Colossians 1, 19-20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. Well, I pray you have a great day. I pray you're covered in the blood of Jesus Christ this day and that you have salvation in his name. Hope to see you back tomorrow.